Powered by Go Goat Sports in partnership with TSN, it is episode 63, season 4 of the Randregs Hockey Podcast, and it is presented by our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey. You had some time down, Ray. Watch yeah. some soccer, you know, a lot of good things going on in your family life, which is awesome, but now you're back into round two, and you getting ready for the the Devils and the Hurricanes? Is that what you're up to? Yep, game, game four. Just think, like, three days ago, this series was over, and now it's not again. <laughs> like, how many series have been like this so far in the playoff strikes? Like, they're, you think you've got a handle on it, and then it just gets knocked on its ear. And so I, I am, I'm finding the series unpredictability the most interesting part of the playoffs like you just cannot get a real handle on what a series looks like in most cases right i mean we're seeing that in seattle dallas we're seeing that in edmonton and vegas i mean we're seeing it across the board here in the second round with the exception of course of the leafs and the florida panthers so let's check in on all of that in heaven it's presented by our good friends at tim hortons Hi, it's Ray Ferraro. You've probably heard me talking about my friends at North Beach Agency and Craft Growth. They provide customized marketing solutions tailored to help grow businesses of all sizes. From results-driven marketing across TV, radio, and podcasts to websites, digital, social, out of home, and everything in between. They have the proven expertise to get the measurable results you need to get your business growing. You can visit craftgrowth.net and book your free business growth consultation now. That's craftgrowth.net. We'll talk about the series momentarily here in headlines, right? First, the draft lottery, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. And I don't know if it's anticlimactic in watching on Monday night. And I, I feel like I'm in the minority when I say, yeah, you could build a case for Connor Bedard to land with any of the teams that were best positioned to win the lottery. But Chicago does feel right in a lot of ways. It does. You know, all of the ancient history stuff aside, which we don't need to get into again here, you know, you're talking about a great city. You're talking about an organization with a history of high-level success. And now Bedard comes in there and all automatically, as soon as, you know, the world learned that Connor Bedard is going to the Chicago Blackhawks, guess what happened? The phone started ringing. And people started applying online for season tickets in Chicago. And millions of dollars are funneling in to Chicago. Now, that would have happened in Anaheim. That would have happened in Columbus. That would have happened anywhere, right? But, you know, just just describe your thoughts when you heard immediately that Chicago had won the, the lottery and Connor Bedard will be a black Um. I thought other teams could have used it more. Yeah. Other markets could have used it more. <laughs> and and just by what you just said, you know, literally a couple of million dollars in, I think it was a couple hours, wasn't it? It wasn't very long. No. And, you know, so like like that is one season's purchase of season tickets. Mm-hmm. And as their team gets better, the season tickets will increase. So I want to say that I'm almost certain that bump in season tickets means the Blackhawks will cap their season tickets this year. Yes. Yeah. Like they'll get to the number that they say that's enough. We have to save for walk-ups and all that stuff. Hmm. It's a remarkable thing when, when a player can generate that much interest. And I'm telling you, the kid is a terrific kid. He's very Crosby-like 
in his demeanor. Yeah. And the way he was raised, his parents are, you know, by all accounts, just tremendously grounded people. They've known for a few years here, they've got something special in their son. Yeah. And now, yeah. you know, we're going to all see in June that, you know, he'll get up there first and put on his Blackhawk jersey and, and then the Anaheim will sit there with number two and be really happy with Adam Fantelli. And isn't it amazing that all those years ago, it was Anaheim for Crosby and for Bobby Ryan and yeah. Yeah. Anaheim came up in second place. Just and out. here they are again. You know, I don't defend Arizona very often. There's no reason to, nor is that my job. But Eric Macromella, who does a fair bit of radio around the country, tweeted, and it just kind of got under my skin. I'm not sure why or if you saw my reply to it. I did, yeah. Yeah, he, he tweeted the suggestion that maybe Bedard should just say, I'm not going to sign in Arizona because essentially Arizona has been a mess for so long. And I'm like, come on, man. It's a privilege to play in the National Hockey League. And this isn't the first time we've heard somebody assert that that was a possibility. I don't think it was a possibility. Again, for the reasons that you've established, good kid, excellent family, and and we're never going to know because it didn't play out that way. But I I believe Connor Bedard just wants to make his way in the National Hockey League. He's, he's going to be thrilled when the draft is over and he can play hockey again. But it's just... It's the underbelly of social media, Ray, that gets after me on occasion. Well, yeah, but I think his argument is one that people make from time to time about the, yeah. Yeah. the legality of the draft, basically. Right. That you can't tell somebody where they have to work, mm. except it is different in sports than it is in the general working world. It just, it just is. Yeah, and that's is. why legal challenges have come and gone on it. The draft is the draft. Unless that system is scrapped completely and it turns into, you know, basically the premiership in, in European soccer, where there is no draft, you just bid, the highest bidders get all the players, and you've got 20 teams in the league and four of them have a chance to win. Right. Like that's that's basically what happens without the draft. And so, like, are there things that I don't like about the draft? Sure. I don't like that you get rewarded with more picks for intentionally trying to be bad. I don't like that. Don't have a great solution for it. Just don't like it. But as far as the draft itself and the lottery, I want to say the only player that's ever said he's not going anywhere was Lendros, right? Eric yeah. Lendros. And yeah. that was Early more, 90s. Yeah. that was more political than anything else, you know, with the, at the time, the politics of the time, I believe. So I didn't, I mean, I didn't think this was a possibility. No. Really, no. just to, from my view anyway. No. And and now, again, we look forward to the draft. We look forward to seeing Connor Bedard in the National Hockey League next year. Okay. Oilers oh, and... One thing, hang on. Before yeah, we get yeah. into that, Drake, yeah. before we get into the playoffs, it, for all the people that think the draft was, or the lottery was rigged, for the love of God, just go to NHL.com. Yeah. Like most videos that Gary Bettman does, it's not enthralling, but it's informative. Like Gary's not a performer, no. right? He's the lawyer. No. So he stands in front of the camera and please hear me out. If you don't know the draft lottery, it's not done when Bill Daly flips over the cards, <laughs> the draft lottery. I think there were five reporters that had to turn in their phones and sit for two hours in, in a room. That's right. Yeah. With the accountants, Gary Bettman, 
and the reporters. The lottery's done. I think the lottery itself takes about three minutes, the way the numbers pop out. Yeah. So if you look at it, there's the bingo balls that are floating around. There's a table with these accountants sitting there. There's my phone. Yeah. Hello, don't need service. Thank you. And uh, the, the accountants with the phone and the guy standing there with the machine. And someone says, every 20 seconds, draw. And a number pops up. Yeah. And, to- and excuse me. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I'm doing a podcast. I do the best I can. Thank you. The neighbor wants me to lower my voice. Never had that before. I guess we got an adjoining Seriously? Room. Yeah. Oh, my So goodness. anyway, can't do anything about it. I'll do my no. best. But bingo ball pops up. Yeah. And they read the number. At four balls, they stop. They're, they say stop. They read the four numbers to the yeah. accountant. Yeah. And that, that in the chain of accounting is the final solution. Identifies there's nothing TMX, else to it. Right? Pardon me? It's Identifies reads, TMX. Yeah. yeah. Th- those numbers mean something. Yeah. And so I encourage people to watch it because it's, I get the, I mean, would they have said it was rigged if it would have gone to Arizona? People would have said, oh, see, he's trying to save the franchise. Yeah. It, it's one thing after another. So anyway, I, I think people should watch it. I think give them a better clarity of what it is. Agreed. And good tip there. Okay, let's dive quickly into the the playoffs here on headlines. And uh, let's start out West. You know, we've talked about how just entertaining the hockey has been for the most part, right? Because you you have that back and forth. So Oilers, Vegas, you know, interesting series where the domination really flips one game to the other. I mean, wildly with a big discrepancy in defense and goal scoring output. I just, I couldn't predict that the Vegas Golden Knights would respond the way that they did last night. They shredded the Oilers um, after the first period where Edmonton, I, I mean, the score was the score. First period, Edmonton could have had five and they didn't. And then when Brassois gets hurt, now Vegas has got to deal with that. And mm-hmm. you got to yeah. feel bad for, for Laurent Bourgeois. I mean, he's battled injury. He finally gets back in. He's, he's on a really good run here, and that didn't look good. Didn't. Last no. night when he went down. And so Aiden Hill, who's been out most of the year, now he's in. Bruce Cassidy told us in March that their goalies were the two guys that were sitting in the room. Like they had been, they've been through a wild year in goal this year. But in the second period, Vegas just shredded the Oilers time and time again. And I would have never guessed that after game two. I'm with you. That would have happened. So now it's back to the drawing board for Edmonton. They've got to respond again. And, and, you know, Vegas is, I would say Vegas will be more prepared than they were in game two. Like Bruce Cassidy and the, they were really disappointed with how Vegas stood up or played in game two, like they didn't stand against the Oilers offense. They just kind of accepted it. And I think it'll be different in game four. I, I still think this is a long series, strikes. I just think it's got lots of wild swings in it. Yeah. You speak of disappointment. Uh, game four, Leafs and Florida Panthers tomorrow. Your estimation, can Toronto turn this around? Or, you know, is it pretty obvious with Florida leading three games to love that, they're likely going to close this series out. If not in four, five, maybe six, does Toronto make well, this series? Well, I, I can easily build a case for the Leafs to win the next two games. I really okay. can. 
it's not like they've been blown out of games. They've just been, they find enough to lose. They, mm. they really do. Now they're going to have a major question mark and goal, whether it's Joe Wall making his first playoff start, although he played much of game three, or could they possibly go to Matt Murray, who's been sitting around for a couple of months? That would be a tough one. It, it seems likely to me, if I think if were me, I would, I would play Joel Wall just in, although I haven't seen Matt Murray practicing, but you would be putting him in after an extraordinarily long time to be away. Here's the problem when you're down 3-0. I was in a series against Montreal. We won game four. We were at home. It was 2-1 about midway through game five and something went wrong. Penalty, power play goal against. And it was like we just lost our resolve. Like we were out of gas. It's hard to, it's hard, really hard to keep your mindset and you just need to win one game because really everybody, you know, you're not, you're not stupid. You know, you got to win four games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and, and there's a reason it's only been done four times in, in the history of the game. I mean, we keep waiting for them to pull a rabbit out of their hat and, and, uh, score a goal like the core yeah, four, it's been, you know, it's been really something I, the guy I've been most disappointed with in this series, I think from a production standpoint, although none of them have any goals, is Marner. You know, I, Nylander's had stretches where he's been the best player on the ice. Mm-hmm. Matthews hit a crossbar and I know people are all over him and, you know, it's, you know, and they should be because he doesn't have any goals in the series. But, you know, he hit a crossbar the first shift of game two or game three. He had a great chance in the second period. They have to go with Tavares was real quiet. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't, there's a, coaches often say this, and I tweeted it out, good for Sam Lafferty and uh, David Camp for being our best forwards. Good for them, bad for us. <laughs> because if they're your best forwards, that means you're not winning most nights. Yeah, fascinating stuff as the series unfolds there. Canes, Devils, Canes and Devils tonight. Uh, man, I... I got to give New Jersey credit. You know, Carolina looks to be the better team for a lot of different reasons, but New Jersey showed some pop in that last game. So there's plenty of life in this team. There is. There's, I, I thought in game one, Dregs, they were, they were going to play really well. You know, they're coming off of a seven game series. They only had yeah. a day off. It was like a regular season schedule. I thought like they were going to come out and really be sharp early and they got run over. Mm hmm. They, they wrote shot 11 to one down three to nothing. So game one's gone. So you think game two, they'll be better. They were worse in game two or Carolina was better, whichever it was. That was game two. And then they come back home and it's, you know, essentially a last stand, right? And two things happened, I think, in, in game three. And this will be something to deal with as the series goes on. They were able to get Jack Hughes away from Jordan Stahl, which is, you know, Hughes had four points in game three. None of them, Stoll was on the ice. Like, Stoll is a monster to play against. Yeah. He doesn't try to score unless it's really there. He just, he knows his job and he knows how to do it really well. And that's to just check that guy in the submission. So they got, they got those guys, they got Jack Hughes on track from Stoll. And then they got goals from Hishier or Hishur and Meyer. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a goal before that. I think this is an unpredictable series as well. The one thing, Carolina has no options in their lineup, right? Right. Yeah. They just got, you know, they've got their 12 forwards. They got a 13th forward that Mackenzie McEachern might play tonight, but 
Like that's it. They don't have yeah. any other options. Yeah. On defense, they got kind of their six guys. I think Antti Ranta will play goal if he's not, like he was sick. Yeah. And so that might change the, change the mark a little bit. But this is another one, like kind of like Vegas and Edmonton, it's pretty unpredictable. And I guess if you look, the team's finished one point apart. It's, it's not like anybody's a real underdog no. here. Look, we've got Chris Abbott coming up, and I know we want to talk a little bit with him on, about the Seattle Kraken because, you know, from a betting perspective, probably not many had Seattle coming out of that series against Colorado, and now they're in it and doing well against the Dallas Stars. Well, I'll tell you, if, you, um, if, you're, if you're looking at something with the Kraken, would you not bet the over every game? Like, man, they, they fly up like, you know, they're all over the place. They get 16 guys that have scored a goal for them in the playoffs. I just think that's remarkable, like remarkable balance in their, in their lineup to have that many guys get on the board. It's really a fun team. It's an to impressive, watch. Im- impressive story. And yeah, they are fun. They are really fun to watch. That'll go that, that series is going to be long as well. Don't you think? Well, depends what. Have you heard anything on Haskinen? No, not much, but that was scary. Yeah. Yeah. If he's, if he's out. Yeah. That's a huge um, hole. But they, they're not deep enough on defense anyway, but that would be, that would be a huge hole. Yeah. All right. Those are your headlines. Thank you to our good friends at Tim Hortons. All right. Time for a weekly visit. Well, we talked to Chris Abbott from Botano.ca more than once a week. Are we that good? We learned so much. Yes. Yes. Thrilled to have Abs join us again. Um, Chris Abbott is a presentation of Botano.ca, available in Ontario now. And remember, Botano says the game starts now. Should have maybe passed that on to the Maple Leafs in the first three games of the series. Uh, we'll get to the draft lottery, Chris, in just a moment. But the books giving the Maple Leafs a chance, even a remote chance, to claw back into this series? Yeah, I think any other team that was down three games to nothing wouldn't have such short odds to come back it's it's plus 750 so seven and a half to one for the Leafs to win four games straight I think if that's any other team you're you're looking at almost close to double that mm. um so there is there is you know I, I wouldn't bet it because I don't think you're getting the value on it but yeah that's that, that's what the odds say right now and and conversely if it was me if I think it's too short one way then the other side has to be enticing I would never in in Many, many years suggest anybody lay minus 1,000 odds or whatever it is for Florida to win the series because you know you make a hundred dollars for every a thousand you risk. I don't know, maybe I don't know if that's yeah, it's still better than a GIC, but <laughs> it could be it could be a good short term investment if you want to get a little bit frisky. But I, I, it'd be a you know, you'd be, you'd be risking a lot on the off chance that they didn't win. But if anything looked like a lock, that would be it. You know, there's been what four or five teams all time come back, four. something like mm. that. For. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if this group, uh, when we're questioning their intestinal fortitude, often is the one that's going to pull it off. But hey, that's why we love yeah. sports, right? Yeah, there's lots of reasons why you know teams can't win four straight that you can in the in the regular season. While it's never the same team uh, to start with, and there's just yeah. there's just too many variables in in almost every case when teams are down. What's Seattle looking like? They've got to be kicking <laughs> up a little dust now, like. Are you starting no to believe question. or is the book starting to believe or is it still, well, it's still the Kraken? <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's certainly 
closing the odds gap and what they're doing with their with what they're doing is making the the odds a little more palatable to bet Vegas or Edmonton say to come out of the Western Conference. So Seattle's plus 375 to win the the conference, Oilers plus 250, Vegas plus 175. So I think you may have expected it to be a, a little bit longer the other way, but I mean Look, the, they're playing like a you know that playoff team you don't want to play yeah. against, right? They're buzzing around, they're hard to deal with, they're they're getting goals every which way. Mm. So I think you gotta, you know, we try and quantify everything in in the gambling space, but there's a lot of a lot of luck to it, and, and momentum is certainly something. And we've seen it out of teams in the playoffs before, and you know between them and the Panthers, who by the way, the Florida Panthers are the Stanley Cup favorite right wow. now. You know, okay, you know what's funny just, about that? I remember saying in the open of Game One. We're doing the game for ESPN. It was actually an ABC game. And I said, there's no bigger mismatch in Florida. Yep. And I said, there's no bigger mismatch in the first round than this one. (laughs) Now they're the Stanley (laughs) Cup favorites. There you go. Hey, you did you, did you say who the mismatch was for? (laughs) No. I thought it was so so obvious that there's (laughs) no need for me to say that. Uh, Chris, we, we talked about the Connor Bedard sweepstakes otherwise known as a draft lottery earlier in the headlines. But from a gambling perspective, if you put money down on the Chicago Blackhawks going in, you had a decent return, a decent payout, didn't you? Yeah, they were, what, third on the list and paying about seven to one. So, you know, not only would your Blackhawks have gotten, uh, you know, what appears to be a generational talent, Although the generations are getting shorter, there's there's, there's a number of guys in this generation. About eight weeks now. (laughs) That are generational. Yeah, but... You know, you would have got seven to one odds on on that happening for the Blackhawks. They were third on the list. So we talked about it in the last chat, right? The yeah, uh, yeah. you know the odds were literally the odds. It was a lottery, and we knew the the number of balls and the weight and all that. But yeah, a little payday, and some people did. I mean, you know, the, the conspiracy theorists out there would say, "Well, the league would never let it." Well, I'll tell you else, one but- thing, and and we talked about this earlier. The the NHL put out the video of Batman, the commissioner, going through the lottery, like the lot. I think some people still think the lottery is done as Bill Daly flips the cards over, that it's not already completed. It drives me crazy every year. When you watch this video, though, I don't know if you've seen it, Abs, but and I'm hoping people that might have missed the start are listening to it now. You watch this video, every 20 seconds, somebody says draw, and a number comes yeah. up. And then yeah. at four, four numbers, they go stop. And they read out the numbers, 13, four, nine, whatever. And there's a dude with a spreadsheet sitting over there. And he looks and goes, Pittsburgh, that's it. Like there's, it's all right. It's not all this bold shite about it's all right Rick. in that. It's, it just, I'm watching the thing and I'm like, Nonsense. it's not, it's ludicrous. So don't even put it out there. No. I'm kicking you in the ass right now for saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying there's people. I'm not of putting course it out there. There's, I just pe- think, you know, just- there's people out there that think the world's flat. <laughs> Like <laughs> somebody woke up a little surly oh, this did, morning. Adam. When I saw this video, I'm like, <laughs> the fact that they, the commissioner's disdain of going, yeah. here's the Wall Street Journal, made. Here's this. He had three newspapers and he's like, here it is, here it is, here it is. Yeah. I know you've got to do it. And I think the league did it right, but drives me like you, Drake, drives me crazy. Anyway. <laughs> no, it's not. What do you? What, what's the oh broadcast? Nobody's going to sit around and watch watch the accountants do their thing, right? Wow. So, yeah, I mean, as long as it was looked after, and obviously it is. Yeah, I mean, it's all good. All right, Chris, we'll check in with you later this week. All right, folks, have a wonderful thanks, Chris. Show. You're the best. 
All right, time for Ask Randriggs Anything. Send us your questions on Twitter, Instagram, at Randriggs, or on the website, randriggs.com. And each week, we've been handing out some real fancy-schmancy Randriggs merchandise, and we're going to continue that today. Just arrived some sweet Randriggs caps, thanks to Chris Abbott and our buddies at botano.ca for doing that. All right, from Jordu Ray, do you think that people are going overkill? with the complaining of officiating. I think that was the case in the first round. That's not unusual. We get that every year. I think that it has lessened, don't you agree, as players have kind of figured it out and the officials maybe have settled down with that as well. I think there's less as the playoffs go on complaining only in that there's less games. There's such a volume of games that come out of the shoot in the first round and everybody's all excited and ramped up and everything seems like the, the greatest call or the worst call, there's nothing in between. Most times, I think it settles in a little bit and it finds, you know, what do they say? Water finds its own level all the time. And that's that's kind of what I, I feel like with the officiating. All right. Ray from Glenn Stevens here. Do you prepare differently for the playoffs, both as a player and as an analyst? Um, as a player, no. Uh, well, I try not to, but it's impossible not to realize that every game you play has such such meaning such importance compared mm-hmm. to the regular season where you get yourself in trouble is if it gets into your like kind of into your dna about the importance and you start playing really conservatively to never make a mistake so the the answer is you don't want to yeah, right. that that would be your goal and some guys are better at it than others for sure as for broadcasting yeah a little bit i think because you know i I have two sets of focus with each player and team, and that was what happened in the regular season and then what's happening in the series. Because yeah. after a while, like it really doesn't matter that somebody got 17 power play goals. Like who cares? Because <laughs> they don't have any in right. the series. And yeah. so it might, it might give you a story of what you can expect. But, you know, I, after a certain point, like by the time you get the game two, is the point is like it doesn't matter what happened four months ago it it matters what happened two nights ago and what's happening in that moment yeah good question from glenn stevens who by the way is a previous merchandise winner so sorry glenn but good question yeah but glenn Glenn, you ask good questions you get on there right yeah from ron nicole right with all three available who do you think gets hired first daryl sutter andrew burnett or Gerard Gallant. Hmm. That's a tough one, right? It is because the circumstances are different in, in all of them. Gallant is still working. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, uh, Brunette. Brunette. Brunette is, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would say, well, it'll depend on what a team is in particular looking for. Yeah. I, I'll say, I'm going to say Brunette. Uh, just slightly ahead of Gallant. Yeah. And of course, I like to clarify things. Yeah. You know, Bruno's a good friend and former <laughs> Thrasher alumni. Um, yeah. But I, I think so. You know, he's, a, he's the associate co- head coach in New Jersey and his team had 122 points last year in Florida. So I think he's probably got a, you know, a decent look ahead of him. And there are some spots that you could see Gallant landing, but there's also spots where you go, you know what, he might just, or a scenario where you go, you know what, he might just go home and collect $3.25 million for the next Fair few enough. years. Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, okay, AKG1000, Garrick, I believe is this person's name. 
wants to hear about our best and worst golf shots over the past year. And and for me, Ray, the podcast isn't long enough to talk about the worst golf shots that I've hit. But I hit the best shot. I've only played three times this year, but Saturday, 18th hole, I push my drive right. So there's a burn. Par four or five. Sorry? Par four or five. Uh, par four. So I push my drive right. There's a berm there and it's got, you know, bunkers along the, the edge of the fairway. And then there's a berm. So I'm over the bunker on the right side, on the side of the berm. I've got to stand in the bunker to hit mm. the shot. So the ball is probably three feet above my, above my feet, my stance. So I've got to choke up. I'm 152 yards to the pin. I had to choke up on an eight iron. I'm just, you know what? I'm trying to make contact with this thing. You know, I'm thinking if I can get it around the green, chip and putt, par is still a possibility. I hit this thing flush, high, soft draw, and I'm choked up on the shaft to the eight iron. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, my right hand is on the metal, and I hit a high, soft draw. It one hops, lands six, seven feet from the pin. And? Yeah, I lipped out. I missed the birdie putt. Like a <laughs> tap of course you did. But it was me the shot of the year, I'm thinking. Eh, knock on wood. Let's hope something better happens. How about well, you? That would be nice. That sounds awesome. I can think of in the last year, I can think of the best and the worst. Okay. Uh, the worst is classic Ray not paying attention. So okay. I'm a hundred. Um, look, now my neighbor's really being annoying here. Yeah, playing some music really loud, like you know, like like it's outrageous. What is this? Are we in high school? I was like, bang on the wall. This is gonna get ugly. I I was gonna go over there and apologize. So now he's standing right by the door here. Can you hear this? (laughs) Yeah, we can hear it. This, by the way, is going to hit the socials. Catchy. Oh, it's so good. This is so good. I was gonna go apologize after. Yeah, no, there's no apology necessary. This is now. the world you you live in. Okay, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll wrap up the pod here. But so quick, I was just going to say, I um, bad shots. We're at the 18th hole. They have these little trees as the yardage marker, right? And uh, they're at 100 and 150 yards. They're they're different trees. Like you can see the difference. Okay. So I'm on the 18th hole. I'm 100 yards out. For some reason, I think I got 150. And so I hit an eight iron over the green, over the pond, behind the green, into the middle of the practice green. Thankfully, it was late in the day. There's nobody there. And my partner's like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And I'm like, how far am I? It's like 100 yards. Oh, wrong clubs. (laughs) What a dummy. Uh, I've done that uh, before. I've hit some good ones too. So the good ones always keep you coming back. Always, always. All right, we're going to wrap this up so that you can sort things out with your neighbor. Uh, there. No, I'm, I'm just leaving my room. Old Ray would have had a problem here. Yeah, good for you. New Ray is like good. Play, play your music. It's it's shitty music anyway. So yeah. just keep playing it. You're pretty zen Whatever. about this whole thing. You're right. I uh, old Ray. Yeah. They, they, this could have turned pretty nasty. There could have been banging on the wall. That kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Good for you. What are you going to do? Looking forward to the game. And then uh, what's the rest of the week look like for you, right? Actually, I go home tomorrow and, and then we wait to see if there's a game, uh, game six of this same series. Nice. If there is, there is, and uh, we'll come back for it. But game five's with the, with TNT. So kind of up in the air after this. All right, buddy. Okay. Well, 
however you travel, travel safe. And we'll line up a day later this week, Thursday, Friday, whatever makes sense for your schedule for episode 64. Awesome. We'll get it done probably probably Thursday, I think, Dredge. All right, buddy. Friday, I think I have to travel back if there's a game six. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for making it work. You betcha. Thanks to my neighbor. Hell of a guy. (laughs) As we wrap, just an acknowledgement to our partners who make the podcast possible each week. Our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey, who ask, are you over beer? Botano.ca. It's available now in Ontario. Remember, the game starts now by Tim Hortons. Tim's NHL Hockey Challenge is back for the Stanley Cup postseason. And by Dewar. Use code RNDPants and you will save 15% off everything at Dewar.ca. Until next time, episode 64. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>